Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television, mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy, rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that, I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life and play his part Voice on TV asking me if I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was, help me grow into something proper Beating beats, got him screaming out, ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late, you never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius, they calling a Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of the head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25, still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort yeah. Hello and welcome to the Massive Mediocrity Podcast I am your host, Max Kessering, and I'm here as always, with a co-host with the most, Fraser Kesselring. How are you? Good, man. This is uh, definitely one of our most bootleg, uh, quick, kind of janky setups. Uh, we got the cashing in dogs himself petting a dog currently. Joey Betts in the house. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? I'm good. I got a dog on my lap here keeping me entertained. <laughs> uh, I also love betting dogs. So, you know, this is working out. This is working out pretty well so far. I'm glad to be here. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, excited to talk some football again and see you guys again. Great. Well, we're happy to have you back on the podcast. Um, so sorry for any of the sound quality problems. We were recording off of a cell phone on voice memos. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully this turns out okay. Yeah, Frazier has the good old uh, goldfish memory and uh, remembered everything besides the cord for the microphone to record. So we, uh, you don't need to go to the bathroom. Stop ringing the bells. Uh, <laughs> this might be the football podcast yeah, this is gonna. Yeah, Finn is also uh, a non-verbal uh, uh, part of this podcast that will become very integral to the podcast. So, uh, yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving football because we all love Thanksgiving. I guess... All right, we're, we're going to start off topic and we'll get on topic. How about that? Do you want to do that? For, All right. Sure, Sounds sure. about right. Sounds about, okay. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, I'm just going to go with stuffing because you don't get it any other time of the year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, turkey, how many times do you have turkey throughout the year? It's it, probably a couple of times, at least lunch meat sandwiches, for sure. Eating that at least twice a week, probably. It's not special. Um yeah, I, stuffing just gets me gravy too. You got to pile on the gravy. Yeah, it's important. There's a, definitely a distinction between like bird stuffing and bird gravy. Like once you run out of like the real <laughs> gravy and stuffing, there's a drastic drop off too. And I think that's what makes like Thanksgiving sp- like stuffing so special. Is like you have it with the bird and like so. Yeah, I definitely I back stuffing pretty hard. Um, for me, my personal is I'm a huge dessert person, uh, so it's got to be my aunt makes a pumpkin cheesecake that I have once a year, and it is called the defibrillator. Uh, I think we talked about it last year because it will literally give you a heart attack. How about you, Pax? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the unpopular opinion, but I think turkey is my favorite part. I love the dry bird. Are you a, are you a white meat? I'm guy? a white meat guy. Of course he is. <laughs> I need, I need it to be moist. I need it to be juicy. Man. That's why I just pile on the gravy. That's what gravy's for. All right, so let's get into the football. We're going to start off with the Lions versus the Bears, the 12-30 game on Thursday. The two, you know, the Lions, every, they're always on Thanksgiving, so um, they're home. Who do you think is going to win this one, Joey Betts? Joey, what are we looking at here? 
Okay, um, so uh, the Bears are favored by uh, three or four on the road. The number is varying on the market right now. I've seen threes, threes and a half, fours. Um, but the Bears are a road favorite against their divisional opponent, the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit's coming off a big home win against the Panthers, um, which makes me like the Bears here. I think mm-hmm. I think people are going to be saying, okay, Detroit maybe figured something out against Carolina. Carolina's a pretty good team. Um, and I think people people are still afraid to bet on Mitch Trubisky, honestly. Yeah. Um, but that's not my favorite bet for this game. My favorite bet is actually the under in this one. Um, let me give you guys a couple of Thanksgiving stats and a couple of stats that are going to be relevant to the end of this season, and we'll tie it back into the Bears real quick, how it applies. Um, but just in general, over the back half – of let me read this right sorry guys (laughs) let me get this right um okay so divisional divisional unders week 11 or later back half of the season divisional unders of 45 or more points um are 163 and 101 since 2003 that's 62 percent so um the uh, the thinking behind this is that these teams are familiar with each other they i know it's two new coaching staffs but the franchises play each other twice a year um, the Bears defense has been the best in the league all season, in my opinion. Matt Stafford doesn't have Golden Tate anymore. He's busy catching two passes a week in Philadelphia. <laughs> and Carryon Johnson is most likely not playing this week. He suffered some sort of leg injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. This pe- yeah. Yeah, I think it was an ankle, ankle or knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I, that that is a leg injury, so it's no more information. I just lowered it a little bit. It's not, it's not hip. I know it's not a it's hip. Not a hip. Yeah, it's, it's near an ankle. It's near down. Yeah. Um, but carry on is most likely out. Knee. It was a knee sprain. I, I know it's a knee sprain because they feared it was an ACL and it was just a knee sprain. He's not playing things. Yeah, so, I own, I own him in two leagues. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. but we don't need to get into that. Um. Also, Marvin Jones, I think, is is he he was out last week. Yep. He may still be banged He's up. Highly questionable for sure. Bottom line, the Detroit doesn't have three of their pass their their top pass catching weapons and overall weapons on offense. I don't I, I don't really see a way that Detroit gets up for this one. Yeah, Marvin Jones is basically Dan Levitard. He's highly questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Are you worried? So you know you're. You're banking on the defense from the Bears, yep. but are you worried about you know Mitch Trubisky maybe missing this game? Well, that's why I like the under. To right. be honest, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, the under is my favorite bet here, not the spread. Um, I I side with the Bears um, because of mostly, like I said, all the injuries on Detroit's offense. I think Detroit's defense is inconsistent, but it has potential with Matt Patricia there. I think as the season goes on, they should gel a little bit more. They should realize that they need to pick up some of the slack with all the offensive injuries. Um, so I expect both teams to kind of grind this out. I think uh, I think last year the Vikings and the Lions played on Thursday. It was the noon kickoff, so that early mm-hmm. kick on a short week, you're sluggish. Um, and these divisional battles. I think that that Vikings Lions game was about thirteen to sixteen or something Oof. like that. Yeah. I, I anticipate a similar game. Scoring's up a little bit this year, so maybe a little higher. But anything in like the twenty-one to seventeen Bears range wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we've seen the Lions put up some real stinkers. Uh, the week that they traded Golden Tate, I I don't even know if they had a touchdown on that game. They might have. I think they might have scored thirteen points. Um, they, yeah, against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. so th- they're very inconsistent. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, his shoulders banged up. Not that that offense is 
you know, at, Max thinks it's a super potent offense. I think it's a pretty potent offense. I think they they scheme a lot of stuff to get their players open easily. I mean, I think Nagy's done a pretty good job with the weapons that they have. No, Personally, I think, that, I think yeah. Nagy's good, but I still wouldn't put them in the class of, uh, you know, Chargers, right. uh, you know, Rams, uh, Redskins, not Redskins, Redskins. Ooh, that's oh, another, oh, oh, oh. They're, going, they're going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh. uh, sorry. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I definitely like the under. I think all of these injuries are piling up. Uh, the Bears played that late game. You know, they basically have 75 hours of rest or something like that. They got no time to, to recuperate. I don't think the Lions are very good. Uh, I think Khalil Mack's going to wreak havoc on that team. So I, I definitely like the under. Uh, I don't feel a strong weight either way about either of those two teams in this game. So I think if you're going to take one, you probably take the under on this. So you said something pretty interesting that, you know, this season has the, the overs have hit a lot more than normal. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I'll just let everybody know who hasn't been following the season um, too closely as far as um, the over-unders and the spreads and things like that. Um Scoring is up this year. Scoring's up big time. The NFL is scoring um, at record paces this year. Um, the over the past few weeks, the league has gotten better at adjusting these numbers. Um, you're seeing higher over unders um, these days. The lowest over under you'll see on on an NFL game more often than not is around 40, 41, 42. Um, while in other years, you could get a couple of games down into the 30s. Um, and also, you're seeing these uh, kind of average matchups, so to speak, have, have point totals in the high 40s and low 50s this year. Um, so I think the market is adjusting, but it's not really catching up un, un fast enough, um, so to speak. So yeah, scoring's up. Um, a lot of people were on that under this past weekend in the night game, the Bears-Vikings, because of the two defenses. I think you said that on the last podcast phrase that you were expecting to be a lower scoring game. Yeah. And it was a lower scoring game, but they still scored 45 points, which was good enough for the over to hit by one point. Yeah. So it was. And I was watching that and I said the whole first half, this is an under game, this is an under game. But in today's NFL, third quarters, fourth quarters, teams are finding ways to put points up. And these these low totals are hitting over. Yeah, they kind of hit, hit you with the backdoor cover too. Uh, I mean, the Vikings were losing. They were down two scores, and then they went down and had uh, a touchdown that didn't matter. I think it was a mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs touchdown that didn't have any impact on the game. So that's kind of one of those, like, they were covering until they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, it just kind of was unfortunate. Um, Definitely a bad beat if you had yeah. the under in that one. Yeah. If, yeah. if you had the under last night, and the, so we're recording Tuesday night, um, right after the Chiefs and Rams game. If you had the under last night, you're crazy because that game was insane. Yeah. It was a hundred and, what was it? 105, 105 points. Uh, it was a, the Chiefs were the first team to ever lose and score 50 points. Yeah. Yeah. So what's kind of interesting about that is I think that line was initially made when it was supposed to be in Mexico City, mm. uh, which would have made a lot more sense because you can't really have a track meet like that they had last night at altitude like that. Mm -hmm. The players just can't keep up. Uh, so I think that if that was the case, it would have been a little over. They touched on this on GM Street. Uh, but I think it would have been a, a lower scoring game than it was, you know, last night. But last night was, was ridiculous. Uh, fun game all around. Um, and there's two defensive touchdowns too. Yeah. That, I mean, that three. plays into, oh, three. Yeah, right, right, the Rams yeah. had two. <laughs> and the Chiefs got one. Yeah. It was incredible. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. I was watching that game and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't remember the last time I really felt this way 
watching a football game that I didn't have a stake in. It was so yeah, much fun. You know, I, I, I was sitting there looking at it thinking, this reminds me of Matt Leiner versus Vince Young in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> what, 10, 12 years ago, yeah. whenever that was? Yeah. There's been a couple other games you could compare it to, but it had a it had that feel where you were watching something special the entire time. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything more to say on the you know? Um. No. The only other thing that I'll add, and this is another general Thanksgiving Day trend that applies to the Bears here, um, is that um, on Thanksgiving Day favorites fare very well. Um, since 2003, favorites on Thanksgiving are 27 and 11 against the spread, which is 71.1 percent. Um, Thanksgiving favorites. Ah, never mind. I'll touch on that next time. Um, but bottom <laughs> line, um, Thanksgiving favorites getting over fifty percent of bets um, are are twenty four and thirteen against the spread as well in that time frame. So um, Bears are getting about eighty percent of action in this one. Oh, really? It's a square pick, yes. But on Thanksgiving Day, you you kind of want to be more square. You can take the square sides. Yes. Yeah. Um, the public wins on Thanksgiving Day. And That's I, so weird. It, it because is, normally the, it's not that. But. Yes. No, and a big part of what I do is I like to, when there's an 80-20 split on bets on a game, I really like to take that 20% side. I love taking those underdogs that nobody wants mm-hmm. to bet because those are the contrarian angles that the Sharps are going to be on. Um, but on Thanksgiving Day here, keep in mind that the public does win the majority of the time. Um. It, so, so I was just going to say that yeah, this is something that people don't think of a lot of times. Like the smart bet a lot of time is the underdog. Like no one wants to take the Browns plus 12. That's not a fun bet. But no. like if you want to make money, those are the kind of things you have to look at. Uh, so yeah, when, when Joey talks about that, that is definitely something that if you are looking to actually make money and not just have fun betting, uh, that's something you kind of need to uh, take into account. It's a it's a, a strategy for the long term players, not yeah. not for the guys that are just throwing uh, ten bucks on one game a week. You know, it's it's really more of a strategy for the guys that are um, committing a lot of time to this. <laughs> yeah. A little, little microphone malfunction with yeah. the dog here. Yeah. So <laughs> we we're basically living off pure chaos right now. So speaking of chaos, there is absolute chaos going on in the Washington professional football team right now. So Alex Smith goes down with a Joe Theismann injury, which was crazy because it was it actually happened 33 years ago on that day. And what's crazy was it was the exact same score and Joe Theismann was there at that game. Yep. So all of that being considered, Colt McCoy comes in and he almost wins that game. Now we got Colt McCoy against... The uh, America's team, the Cowboys. Uh, h- how do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, look, when I first looked at this game, I kind of wanted to take the Redskins. They're seven and a half point underdogs um, against a divisional rival with an over under of only 40 and a half points. That's a very low point total for a team to be favored by over a touchdown. So I instinctually looked at the underdog. Um, but after doing more research, I don't like it. I like the Cowboys as the favorite here. Like I just said, um, favorites on Thanksgiving fare very well. Um, Dallas is getting 74% of bets at five dimes this week. Um, and on uh, Thanksgiving Day, teams getting less than 50% of bets are 13 and 24. Less than 40% of bets are 6 and 16. And less than 30% of bets are 1-9 and nine against the spread. 
since 2003. All of those apply to the Cowboys this week, as well as the Chicago Bears. like the Cowboys a little bit more, given the fact that they're at home facing a backup quarterback in Colt McCoy. Uh, last trend that I have on this game um, would be that, actually, I've got two more. Thanksgiving favorites by six or more are 14-3 and three against the spread. Since 2003, that's a great sample size. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a the ideal sample size. 14 and say. three, that's very good. Um, and What's also that something percent. Yeah, <laughs> high enough. Um, and also Dallas um, in their last nine since 2012 in games where they overcame a fourth quarter deficit, they made a fourth quarter comeback. Um, the next game, they're nine and zero against the spread. Um, so they just uh, they were losing to the Falcons in the third quarter this past weekend. Came back, hit a game-winning field goal at the buzzer. Um, so that trend applies here. They're 9-0 on their last nine in that scenario. So and, I like Dallas. And they've looked a lot better since the Mark Cooper trade. I really think yeah. that's actually made a pretty big and positive impact for them. I hate um, to admit that you're right on yeah. that. But Mark, I don't. I still don't agree that giving up a first-round pick was the right move. Right, um, right, right, right. But Amari Cooper has definitely made a change in their offense, how they're able to attack defenses. It's not all Zeke all the time right now. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely don't think he was worth a first. Um, I mean, you see Golden Tate getting traded for what was he got traded for a third? A third, but we get a compensatory. We as in the Eagles. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah. a compensatory third, but that'll be coming in twenty twenty. Correct. Um, or, I'm not sure on all the details. I think we might actually be able to get a fourth or fifth back this year on uh, okay. that. Um. Because I know the Packers did the same thing with Haha and Clinton Dix. Yeah. They traded him to the aforementioned Redskins. Yes. Uh, and they would have gotten a compensatory third when he leaves in free. He, he, he planned on leaving, but they wouldn't get it until the following year. Okay. So it's, he isn't actually going to like, so basically they just are getting that third round pick a year earlier is all that okay. really happened. Fair enough. Um, I'm not sure on the Golden Tate yeah. uh, situation there. Um, but yeah, but like bottom line, I think we started talking about Amari Cooper here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah Amari Cooper, I think has definitely expanded their their offense a little bit. They're like a lot of really repertoire. Yeah, like you have to account for different things. Um, but with the Redskins, I mean, the main thing that we're looking at in this game really is that backup quarterback, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what swings lines is mm-hmm. is the Alex Smith, the consistent veteran versus. What, who's going to be Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. They guess. just signed Mark Sanchez. Too. Right? Could it be Mark Sanchez? I mean, we don't. Could we get another Thanksgiving butt fumble? I, what are the odds, Joe? High enough. What are we're going to do? A little riverboat casino. What are the odds of of a butt fumble of a, of a repeat Thanksgiving butt fumble? You know, so if, Colt McCoy has to get injured and Mark yes. Sanchez has to get in the game and okay. then also do a butt fumble. Yes. Okay. All, right. All plausible. <laughs> I can see a path. Honestly, the Redskins' offensive line is very beat up. Shambles. Yep. They lost, I think, three or four guys over the past two weeks, starting on that offensive line. Um, Colt McCoy, I, I don't know. The contrarian in me wants to say maybe Colt McCoy shocks some people. I think the last time that, I think the last time that we saw Colt McCoy in action, wasn't it a Monday night game against Dallas where he upset them and cost them a playoff spot? Am I remembering that correctly? You could be. I mean, we're not going to fact check it. That's, you know, that's not what we do on this podcast. All right, but so it's official. It's official. That's exactly what happened, actually. Um, so he might be able to shock some people. I'm not sure. He has been... 
Obviously, it's not a sexy name, but he's been in the league about a decade. I would argue it is a sexy name. Colt McCoy is actually probably the best name. That's the best quarterback name I think I've ever heard. Colt McCoy. If he's not the starter for like you know a Texas football team, I mean that's that's the wasted best. potential. Dude, I mean, wasted honestly, potential. That's like, like a Friday Night's Lights name. Like yeah. that's someone who actually like. That if if someone brought that name up in a writing room for a quarterback of a Texas football team, they'd go, "All right, guy, like cool it down. It's like too on the nose. Like, <laughs> how about you pick a name that's like not as ridiculous?" Um, yeah, so I agree. I think the Cowboys have kind of gotten back on track a little bit. Uh, they're running the ball really well with Zeke. What I like a lot with what Dallas is doing is they're actually passing the ball to Zeke. He's a really good talent out of the backfield catching the ball. Uh, it's something that, for whatever reason, the clapper hasn't gotten around to. Uh, <laughs> the clapper. I like that. Dude. Yeah. He, he is, he's, he's notorious for it. Yeah. All he does is, is clap on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, but they're actually feeding him the ball. Um, they're feeding him the ball in the pass game with those screens, quick, quick passes out of the backfield. And, you know, that's, that, that it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a bear to take down. He's elusive, and I think if they just keep doing what they're doing, they're going to win. Uh, I agree. Redskins lines in shambles. Backup quarterback. AP is whatever. We'll see if Chris Thompson plays. He hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, I think you go. I think you go Cowboys here. Yeah, I just I don't want to bet on Colt McCoy. Sorry if that's too square of a pick. But yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at things this week. Yeah, I I mean I get it. Um, all right, you want to go into the nightcap game? The 8 o'clock? Yeah, I could use a coffee. Let's get a nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> a little half-cap nightcap? Can I get like a half-caffeinated, half-decaffeinated version of this game? Or is that just like too crazy of a thing? I think you are. The The Saints are caffeinated. Yeah. And the Atlanta is the decap version of the Saints. <laughs> really. I mean... They score a lot of points and play no defense, but they're much worse at defense. And they're much worse at offense than the Saints. So they're, they're pretty much exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so this is actually probably the most enter, I don't know. It looks like could be the most entertaining game. Um, I mean, Julio Jones can kind of pull something out of his ass, um, and make it something happen, but we got a divisional showdown, another one for Thursday. Um, what do you think about this game? I think this game could be pretty entertaining, at least from my perspective. And I went back and forth on this one, and I do think that this is, um, you know, this, this, the, I hate to keep using the term, but I seem to love it, the sexiest game of the mm-hmm. week here. Um, highest over-under by far on Thanksgiving with 60 points expected. Um, and I think this is definitely the one that you want to focus your daily fantasy lineups on if you're doing any Thanksgiving. I think uh, DraftKings has a, a wishbone challenge or something uh, okay. they're calling it. Oh, I like, like that. Thanksgiving games only or something. Fun. Um, you know, you're gonna have to pay a premium for these players and kind of make some sacrifices at the maybe the flex and on your uh, maybe punt the tight end position this week. But if you want to go after um, both Saints running backs here should eat all day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Falcons have been uh, notorious this year for giving up um, a lot of production to pass catching running backs. So I think Kamara has uh, potential for one of his monster games. And I think if you look at the way that the Saints were able to run the ball down Philadelphia's throats last week, 
Um, Philadelphia actually this year going into that game had the second ranked rush defense in the NFL and the Saints absolutely tore them apart on the ground. They're firing all cylinders for sure. They really are. They're rolling. They're absolutely rolling. I don't feel like picking against the Saints at this point (laughs) in the season. I thought about it. Getting a divisional dog with 13 points is very tempting, especially after I just told you guys that trend um, week 11 or later. Uh, divisional unders of 45 or more points are 62%. So I do. So you should be taking Atlanta? <laughs> I do. Well, that's the thing. I do. I lean towards under 60. And, mm-hmm. and I, in that scenario, you think 13 points is enough. Um, but with these two offenses and all these playmakers, I'm not sure if I can put my money on that. Right, right. So, and with the trends of this season, it's hard to argue with you know you don't you how long can you be taking these losses when you know the trends just keep going out of control like they don't make sense you got you got to have to pivot at a certain point right Right. you either adjust or you keep getting killed Um, (laughs) that's, that's really the name of the game at this point um, also, I've got two trends relevant to Atlanta, um, not really looking that great against the number here. Um, three and nine against the spread on the road in their last 12, just in general. It's not great. It's, it's not, not, not great. what we're looking for. A lot of that, though, I believe um, plays into the narrative that Atlanta is a dome team and mm-hmm. they have to play outside the dome on those road games. This is a dome game. So you think maybe the Falcons can hang in there? Mm-hmm. Not so fast. Falcons, <laughs> Falcons in their last 10 against the spread. Falcons against the spread in their last 10 on turf after losing a game which they blew a fourth quarter lead 0-10 against the spread. I mentioned it in the Dallas matchup. Dallas came back and beat Atlanta in in the fourth quarter there. Um, So that applies here. They're on turf. They're facing... um, what are the Saints averaging? 38.5 points per game or something like that this yeah. season. It's nuts. So no way I'm picking against the Saints. Sorry. Um, I, I'm going chalk on Thanksgiving this year. I'm taking all three favorites. Um, nice. It's funny that I talk about you have to take the underdog sometimes because it's not fun. But in this case, sometimes it just kind of works out that way. It, it's I don't know, man. You got to zig yeah. when other people are zagging. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on Thanksgiving Day, sometimes the chalk comes through. The public wins. I feel like a lot of times, also like the teams that are the favorites. So say like the Dallas is a favorite this one year, they're gonna get kind of a chump matchup or something on Thanksgiving because they want the Dallas team to win or they want the they want the home team to win with the Lions or something like that. I always feel like they kind of toss them a bone on Thanksgiving. And I feel like that would have someone to play with it. The, like the NFL saucing it up a little bit. schedulers yeah. want to see Dallas cover on Thanksgiving. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's possible. That's what I'm thinking. It's possible. I don't know if they care about covers, but... Well, no, but this is the thing. I, I talk about covers and I talk about wins like they're the same thing. Right. Um, because over the past four years, if you are a favorite and you win the game, 85% of the time you cover. And if you're an underdog and you cover, 82% of the time you win. Hmm. So really, the spread only matters in about two games a week. <laughs> I just try and pick winners at this point. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I, from the sound of it, it seems like there's a lot of value in the money line of underdogs. Yes. Oh, a ton. That's a great point. Um, absolutely. Because like I just said, if you're covering a big number... Um, more often than not, you're going to win the game as well outright. So yeah, if you do like a dog, for instance, this weekend, this is a bad example because it ended up covering and not winning. Um, but I had the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Steelers. 
um, because I really loved Jacksonville. They should have. Oh, they definitely should They really should have. Yeah. Um, but they, I really loved them getting five points at home to a Pittsburgh team that Jacksonville clearly had their number. Um, and so I figured if they're going to cover the five, why not sprinkle on a money line at plus 180? Because it's if you bet that way uh, consistently, um, you're going to lower your break-even point and you're going to end up um, making more money. That's that's the name of the game. Totally. <laughs> so I think we kind of covered all the Thanksgiving games. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we move on? To yeah. Some, you know, let me let me touch on the FanDuel thing a little bit or the DraftKings. I think um, this this slate actually for the Thursday night actually um, kind of matches up really good. Um, you know, Ben Watson in the tight end spot. I think he's kind of a lock. Um, I was just looking at some of the other prices. Uh, he is the uh, fifth. Uh, priced no, he's the fourth priced tight end, and it's you know thirty two hundred, which is like nothing. Uh, <laughs> and I like him actually more than Trey Burton. Um, I, I it, he could be sneaky. I think Jordan Jordan Reed's the highest priced one, and I I think that if you take that, you're a freaking like goose. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's that is ridiculous. No, that's I think garbage. Ben Watson in what's going to be a really high scoring game, you're able to save some money. I think that's someone that you can kind of lock in. Uh, I love Elvin Kamara, the pass catching, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pass catching back going up against Atlanta. They did get Deion Jones, but Deion Jones is more a run stuffer. He's not going to really help that much, um, you know, kind of those scat backs. So I, I really like, you can fit in all these guys. You can fit in Kamara, Jones, Ben Watson, even Drew Brees' quarter. Like you can fit these guys in. I think it's, it, it's a really fun, I think it, it's a great way to tie all the games together and, uh, you know, potentially make some money. Yeah. Fraser, you want to give them a little insight on how FanDuel has been going for you so they have some understanding as to why you're talking about yeah, that? Yeah, so I've actually, I haven't been uh, gambling as much um, on the actual games. I've just been doing um, FanDuel. And what I really like is the single game slates, just the one game, uh, the five flex approach. Um, so I have just been attacking those. I'm currently 10-0 and 0, uh, in my last uh single game slates I've done and I, I probably do you know two a week so over the past five weeks I, 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 I'm undefeated uh, so it's been cool um, I definitely think that it's a really good way especially if you uh, t- if you have a ranker who you really trust um, if you can look at kind of what they're doing uh, you can see kind of arbitrage where there's almost uh, you know someone who's ranked much higher but is much lower price um, I, I just like those games a lot. I think they're, uh, give you a lot of, uh, opportunity to win some cash. Yeah. And I'll, I just want to touch on that real quick. Um, I think Frazier was spot on with the Elvin Kamara pick. Um, Ben Watson also has a very good matchup mm-hmm. with the Falcons not defending tight ends well. Um, and the two players that I'm really, am, um, kind of infatuated with in daily fantasy this week would be Matt Ryan, um, going against New Orleans just because I think New Orleans, is going to hang points. Mm-hmm. And so Matt Ryan's going to have to keep up. Um, doesn't have Devontae Freeman. It's been pretty pass heavy this year. And he's the cheaper of the two between uh, Ryan and Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would take Ryan there. And then Anthony Miller, um, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's playing a lot of his snaps out of the slot. And D- the Detroit Lions are just getting eviscerated by slot receivers this year. Yeah, and that's a good way to save some money too. Um you know, he, he's only 4400 on yep. DraftKings, which is more than half the price of Michael Thomas. And if you're looking to save money so you can fit in Julio and Kamara 
uh, and, and someone else, um, I, I think that that's a really good pick. Yeah. Also, Allen Robinson's a little banged up right now. I mm-hmm. think I think Miller really might be the number one receiver in their passing game over this uh, last six games of the season. Okay. Cool. So, uh, you know, we had you on the podcast at the of the year, and I think you've gone back and looked at to see how you've done so far, or how your futures have looked. Um <laughs> What are we looking at? Uh, right. How how did it go so far? What's it looking like? Do you think we're going to do well at the end of the season? All right, so I'll tout a little bit here. Um, uh, the beginning of the season, I gave out some over-unders. Um, I really liked the Raiders under eight. Uh, that had a lot of line move after the Khalil Mack trade. <laughs> yeah, they took it off the board. Yeah. That, it, it slid so far that there, it, it basically crashed. It was unbettable for me at the point where I, wa- where I finally wanted to bet it. It was um, juiced up like crazy. So, so um, But that looks good. The Raiders, sorry, Max. Oh, no, they're horrendous. <laughs> I literally have stopped watching their games. <laughs> really, it's funny to me watching Gruden try to look pissed off on the sidelines because he knows he's, lo- he's going to yeah. lose. He planned he on this. Really it's all his strategy. Yeah. I think it's it's a scheme. No, dude, for. I think you're giving him a little too much credit. <laughs> I think this is a guy who's super out of touch with football, who hasn't been a coach, who only won a championship with Tony Dungy's team, they, I'm just saying, uh, like it's like yeah, the, yeah, but bad, they, but like but they also, did, they did just beat the Niners, so let's give them a no, little. They got port- spanked by the Niners. Or no, wait, they beat the, 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 the Cardinals. Cardinals. Sorry, they Cardinals. Got, they got oh, so good. Let's see if other bad teams. Nick Collins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you beat the other worst team in the NFL. Whoops. Congrats. Yeah, I meant the Cardinals. The red, no red. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'll just go through these quick. The Raiders suck this year. I saw that coming. Um, the Chiefs over eight and a half. Love it. Got that at plus 130. Love that. Love it. Um, yeah. The, uh, what was the other one? 49ers under eight and a half. Um, Jimmy G tore his ACL in week three, so I could cash that pretty much instantly. Um, and I really liked uh, fading the Giants and Eli Manning this year. I love the Chicago Bears over six and a half. They're already seven and three. A um, couple ones that I it looks like I missed on because I don't hit all of these. Um, I, I like the Texans under eight and a half wins, and they're seven and three right now. They're the worst seven and three team I've ever watched. It, really, their offense they're not is good. so bad. They're yeah. not good. They really they have a good defense. I I don't know how they win games. Their defense is good, and and uh, you know Deshaun Watson has a couple boom plays. If you told me the Texans were were three and whatever, uh, three and six, yeah. I would be like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't second guess it. It's it, weird that they're not that record. They lost to the New York Giants, too. Yeah. So. One thing about that division we want to point out, though, is Frazier and I are right on the bandwagon of the Indianapolis Colts. If you had listened to the podcast three weeks ago, I want to say, we were pimping that the the Colts can make a run to make the playoffs. So if okay. you actually like that, this is, this is a real possibility. And I bet you got ridiculous odds and numbers on that. And yeah. if you listen to the beginning of the year, I said, I like the Colts. I also like the Texas or the Titans. And I said, anyone could win this division. Yeah. And it's kind of shaping up for anyone besides the Jaguars, which was <laughs> the chalkiest pick in this division. Right. Could win it. So it's, it's definitely a very fun division. Love the Colts right now. For no reason. Andrew they, Luck. That's why. Yeah. The, uh, Andrew Luck's playing out of his mind. The Colts were my favorite um, spread pick this past weekend. The Colts, uh, one point favorite at home to the Titans. Love it. The Titans absolutely blew their load against the Patriots two weeks ago. That was their Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Vrabel going against Belichick. 
fade it all day. Fade it. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, also the Green Bay Packers, I thought, could get to those 10 wins like Frazier did. Um, that doesn't look great. I'm so happy that they're not going to get there because this means Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. Yes, he's gone. You can stop worrying about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. No, worried. you can. So you can still worry about it because <laughs> the, the there's coaches no way, don't get fired sometimes. There's no way he there, – there's already been talks about him not coming back next year and coaching for the Browns. If you don't make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, not only should you be fired – you shouldn't be allowed to coach in the NFL. At least a you hiatus. Have to, you have to take no, a year off. You should have to go back to fucking high school. That's no high school is too high level. You have to go to like Pee Wee, Pop Warner, Pop Warner football, and coach there for a year and do like penance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to earn that back. Like that that is an absolute travesty. But I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait for him to be gone. I've been asking for him to get get kicked out since 2014. So good riddance, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also I'll just touch on my Super Bowl futures real quick. I do have a 26 to one on the San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. I say San Diego every time. Yep. So, like <laughs> every time. I just say Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be official, but then I just, yeah. I shoot myself in the foot. Eh, you're good. Um, <laughs> so I got a 26 to one on the Chargers. They're what? Uh, six and three, seven and three. They're something. looking good. They're, They're in the top, good. you know. Six teams in the league. Yeah, so. I think they're very solid, and I think that they have a defense that the Chiefs do not have, um, which makes them a, a dangerous team in January. I really think so. They're going to be the five seed. They're going to end up playing the four seed in the AFC, who's going to be the uh, what Texans probably. Yeah. I think the Texans. Are I think Colts. the Chargers can get past the Texans. Or Texans Colts, Colts or, or comes out of that Titans. Division. It's going to be one of these th- like. Yeah, it yeah. could be any of them, and they're all not good. So I like the Chargers to beat whatever team comes out of that division and move on to at least the second round of the uh, playoffs. Um, I've also got a thirty-one to one on the Chiefs, which holy shit, that looks good. Looks real good. Yeah, um, I love that. That was I. I bet that the day before the regular season. Started. Did you? That nice. was my last bet. I was like, I need one more, and I put it on the Chiefs, and so that looks great. That um, is one of the very few cases where you say, I just need one more, and there might be a positive outcome. <laughs> I'd say the hit rate for a negative response to that is like 97 <laughs> oh last run of the day we'll go down skiing last last run oh one more drink oh one more whatever it almost always ends poorly so uh, i'm happy in this very specific case that it <laughs> seems to be working out well <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely true it's just one last sprinkle and it ended yeah. up working out it's great <laughs> Um, and I got, I've got the Pats at five to one, which I actually feel like doubling down on at this point is a good idea. Um, we'll probably get to that if we want to talk about a couple last, uh, futures, but, um, yeah, the Pats are at like six to one right now. Their, their price has actually grown, um, which is crazy to me because they're still the Pats. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to play like, f- like three games against their own division left. So they're going to win all those. They'll probably go like twelve and four again this year. They're gonna sleepwalking at twelve and four. Yeah. yeah, so like bet on them. They're fucking good. Um, and then the Eagles uh, are just shitting the bed and shitting my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won the Super Bowl last year. You're fine. It's fine. I'm good for like at least you got like, like ten, 10 years. years. No, but that's the thing. That's Carson Wentz's entire career. Yeah, I can't yeah. have that. I need. Mean, Dude, well, I am yeah. currently living that. Yeah, you know what that's like. You get to a point where you just become like okay with it. You just hope for like a couple fun regular season games and like a, a shot at the playoffs, and then you just get injured and you know, oh, you guys, it all rolls downhill. You guys are bumming me out, <laughs> dude. 
Just letting you know what you What have, is the real you. Eagles problem, though, this year? I guess I, um, I'm kind of interested to hear your perspective on this because I kind of thought they'd come out of the gate and go real slow, and then they'd pick up towards the second half of the season, and they haven't picked up. Yeah, um, I felt that way, too. Um, I didn't see 2-2 two and two coming out of the gate. I thought that we'd go 3-1, and one probably, and lose to the Titans, which we did. But I didn't see the loss to the Bucks coming. I don't think anybody really saw Fitzpatrick coming. Um, <laughs> Fitzpatrick didn't see Fitzpatrick coming. But so. yeah, slow start just kind of like caught everybody off guard, I would say. And then the injuries started to pile up. Um, Jay Ajayi's gone. We didn't replace him. Darren Sproles has been out all season. LeGarrette Blunt's a Detroit Lion now. Like our running, our running game is kind of a mess right now. Um, look at Josh Adams for the rest of the season. Deep fantasy stash. If he's healthy, I know he got banged up last season, but he had a couple of nice runs against the Saints. Um, but I won't spend too much time on the Eagles, but injuries have been terrible. Our secondary, secondary is so banged up. Malcolm Jenkins is the only starter we have left. We're down to practice squad corners. Um, that's why the Saints game was so ugly. Knew it would be. I ugh, Don't get me started on that game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, injuries are really bad. And um, also Frank Reich and John Filippo. Um, our offensive coordinator and and our quarterback coach from the past two seasons are now a head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and the offensive coordinator of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, so he's been there working with Kirk Cousins this year. He's responsible for Adam Thielen's freak season. Um, those guys are gone. So it's what you call a brain drain. It happened to the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons after they lost their Super Bowl to the Pats, and then they lost Shanahan, and then they had to figure out what offense they were going to run again. Still figuring it out. Yeah, and so is Philly. So, All right. I think we're going to wrap this yeah. one up. Um, Joey Bats, thanks for having you. We're, we're glad to have you on the podcast. We'll always have you back on um, as many times as we can get you on. Hopefully, maybe at the end of the year, we'll get you on here another time. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I'm going to plug my Twitter real quick. Please. It's at CashingDogs, C-A-S-H-I-N-G, dogs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm posting my picks against the spread over-unders every Sunday. Um, not betting too much right now. Um, not touting as much, necessarily. Um, just kind of writing the futures out, focusing on my fantasy playoff runs, and putting out the picks for the people um, but that's at Cashing Dogs. Uh, I want to thank you guys once again for having me on. But I'll go ahead and shut up now. Thanks, yeah. guys. No, no, dude. Thanks for having us. Or thanks, not yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, no, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, you know, we are having a Mr. Ball Cap pop up sale, which I am going to leave this very dysfunctional podcast to go set that up. So uh, stop by 109 Fairhaven Road uh, in the extension to the garage, which was also called the Man Cave in high school. Uh, so we're doing a pop-up sale Friday and Saturday, Friday from, uh, 1 p.m. to 11 p- or 9 p.m. Uh, so stop by. We'll be pricing stuff and move. Uh, so make sure you come check us out. And we also will be there Saturday from 11 to 4. Uh, you know, you know, shout out the podcast and maybe I'll hook you up with a little something. So, uh, come through. We're going to be hanging out, having food, uh, you know, playing video games and shit like that. So come through and uh, that's it. Kick it to Max. Uh, so, you know, we we apologize for the, uh, the the audio today. We never said this is going to be a good podcast. We did say it was going to be mediocre. So uh, we are, you know, we're trying to follow through with that. Uh, super but, on brand. Being super <laughs> on brand. But if you want to get some more mediocre content, go to our social medias. Go to The Master of Mediocrity on Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, you can find us all on there. And you can go to patreon.com and search The Master of Mediocrity. If you donate on there, we will get you on the podcast. We will do any topic you want to discuss. There's a lot of different options, different tiers, give you different rewards. So please go on there and give us a little money. Help us for our SoundCloud fees. Help us remember a microphone. Help us get <laughs> get multiple microphones so if we can just like switch them in and out and Frazier forgets them. Um, yeah, I think that's all. All right, everybody, Thanks. have a good night. Peace. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I mean... <laughs>